and yet there's still these these burdens that they carry in this deep carrying and so God would you bless them with the faith to keep trusting you and to to trust um, your hand at work in their children's lives God bless the moms bless the moms Lord, there's, there's another group um, that's also in my heart and those who, who long to be mothers and, uh, and who wonder if the day will ever come. And God, would you bless them uh, this morning with courage to continue trusting you because it does take courage. Would you bless them with a deep, deep faith in you um, because it takes faith. And, and Lord, would you just continue to, um, to minister to even that need and, uh, and to guard their hearts. And I just say thank you, and we love you. So bless them all, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Last year, about, um, I actually looked back, and it was in about middle of July, Chuck Rognes got a hold of me, and he says, hey, there's a guy that you have to meet. Um, he says, I met this guy, and he said, I love this, this guy. His name is Billy, and, um, and I really want you to meet him because I think you guys would, would connect with each other. And um, so we went out to lunch, and he was absolutely right. Um, I, I just, uh, yeah, just grew to love Billy immediately. Billy is, has served in a, as a pastor um, in the past, and, and I asked him a while back, I said, would you preach for us some Sunday? And he said, yeah. And so then we put it on the calendar, and then the coronavirus happened. And so then we moved it to another date, and then that was last Sunday. And I said, I, I, think, I, think, I, wanna, I think I should probably be, here, be uh, preaching on our first Sunday back. I don't know, maybe that was just vanity on my own part, and if it was, forgive me. Um, and, uh, and so... Um, we finally landed on today, so I'm excited to have Billy. Billy, would you just join me up front here? And um, I don't know how much of your story you want to tell, Billy. I, you can tell all of it, none of it, parts of it. Um, it's up to you. Billy Matiabo, um, you, you were born in what, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Is, am, am I correct on that? Okay. And um, so it's a long ways from Iowa, right? <laughs> All right, let me pray for you, and we're going to turn you loose. All right, Lord, thank you for Billy. Lord, I pray that you would, that you would grant him words to say. Um, Lord, fill him with your fire, as you've been so faithful to do in the past. Lord, uh, we come with expectant hearts. We expect you to speak a word to us, to encourage us, and uh, continue ministering to the deep needs of our own hearts here this morning as we open your word. So, Lord... Um, Give Billy, the, like I said, the words to say and, and the fire to say them in. And uh, ask your blessing on this time. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Very excited to bring the word of God today. Um, I was, uh, Pastor was asking me one day, uh, are you itching now to preach? <laughs> I told him I was pregnant for a long time. <laughs> I, I needed to deliver this baby. Um, a little thing about me. Uh, my name is Billy Matiabo, originally from the Congo. Um, beautiful place. I wish all of you uh, visit Congo one time. I checked today, it's 75 degrees. <laughs> so for you living in Richmond, Washington, Wellman, Kalona, and uh, Riverside, may God forgive you. 
May God have mercy on your soul. Well, I'm married to Melanie. We have two children. Our firstborn is there, Feza. Feza uh, go to school of, at Kirkwood in Cedar Rapids. She stays there and works there. And she comes visit when she can. She's going to school for art and music. And uh, Billy, Billy Jr., you know Billy. You can call him Billy Jr., you can call him BJ, or you can call him whatever you want. <laughs> but Billy is, is precious to us. That's why I gave him my, my own name, Billy. Um, God is good, isn't he? God is good. No matter what's taking place, what's going on, God is still in control. And then they prayed. That's uh, the theme for this season. It's about prayer. And uh, when Pastor Floyd asked me to, to share the word, immediately I was thinking about this text, about the benefits of prayer. And uh, today I would like to propose two texts. Um, we're going to read both texts will be in Genesis. The first one will be Genesis 23, verse 1 to 4, and then we'll jump to verse 19. And uh, the second text will be in Genesis 25, verse 1 and 2, and then we'll jump to verse 8. I'm going to read. If you don't have the Bible, you can just uh, read with me on the screen there. Genesis 23, verse 1 to 4. I will read. Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham rose up from before his dead and said to the Hittite, I am a sojourner and foreigner among you. Give me property among you for a burying place that I may bury my dead out of my, out of my sight. Verse 19. After this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, east of Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Let's uh, go to our second text. That will be Genesis 25, verse 1 and 2, and then verse 8. Abraham took another wife, whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimra, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Verse 8, Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. Now, I'm very, very obsessed with names in the Bible. Sometimes when you have names in the Bible, you need to pay attention to names, because sometimes the name foretell a specific characteristic of uh, the person and will give you an idea how the destiny of that person would be. Take, take, for example, Moses, put from water. So that was a very dramatic experience in his life. And, and you need to pay attention to those. Now, of course, you don't 
You don't have to learn Hebrew or Greek to understand the Bible, the Word of God. But there are people who spend the, the life, lifetime studying those words. And that's, that's really a blessing. A blessing because, for example, for this, the preaching for this, this morning, I just had to open <laughs> a resource book and then I had the meaning of what I was looking for. So they are a blessing in the body of Christ. Uh, sometimes we make a mistake, we criticize. So I, I, I hear that from preachers sometimes, they, uh, they criticize those who, who learn those original language. But names have meanings, and they are very important in the Bible. Now, let's talk about Abraham. Abraham uh, was someone who had a covenant relationship with God. Now, today, Abraham is who? He's a believer. You as a child of God, you are, you, you, you are in a covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So each time we'll be talking about Abraham, you can, you can put your name on there. That's you, because you are in a covenant relationship with God. Let's move to Sarah. Now, Sarah means princess. Now, Sarah represents a person or a thing of value in, in, in someone's life. Uh, sometimes we attach ourselves to Sarah. Now, Sarah can represent many things in someone's life. For example, Sarah can be your work. In, during this COVID, some were working, some were not working. I know you miss your job for those who are still at home. That's Sarah, because your job is very important for you. A relationship that can be Sarah for someone. A business, if you are a business owner, you've owned a business before, your business, that, that's your baby. Uh, you've put your effort, uh, the fruit of your labor is uh, attached to that, uh, that business. That's your Sarah. It's something of value for you. One's reputation, your reputation. Let's talk about you in town and let's see how you react. Your reputation is Sarah. Sarah can also be a position we hold in the church, in the marketplace, uh, anywhere at, at, at your job site. Sarah can be also, for example, in my context, a person who supports the entire family. Uh, in Africa, jobs are not, not everybody works. Sometimes those who have good position Take care of the, the family. At the end of the month, someone is uh, go collect the envelope to distribute to others. And Sarah can be also one's investment. Your portfolio. Let uh, the 401k, the market uh, fluctuate, go up and down, and let's see how you react. So uh, Sarah can be also your investment. Now, let me make this statement. In life, at some point, Sarah will die. Sarah will die and your life will become unbalanced. Now, how are you going to react? How are you going, what are you going to do when Sarah dies? Now, we said Abraham, that's the believer. That's uh, someone who is in relationship with God. 
And at some point, your Sarah will pass away, will die. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let's see what uh, Abraham did. We read it uh, in our first text. Abraham did two things. He mourned Sarah and also he buried Sarah. First, he mourned. And we need to give ourselves permission to grieve. It's normal. Uh, and especially like a successful marriage couple who live with each other for a long period of time. When one partner passes away, most likely the other one wants to die also. Uh, because they've been so together so long. So here, Abraham is in bad shape. Sarah was with him when God called him. Sarah was with him when God told him to go to a land he would show him. He didn't even know which land it was. It was just, it was just going by faith. Sarah was there in good and bad days, but now Sarah is gone. Sarah is gone. The past is gone and it's not coming back. You need to let it go. Sarah will go at some point in your life. So he grieved and then he said, you know what? I'm going to bury Sarah. He's gone. It's me who is going. I'm going to, to, to go after him. He's not, she's not coming toward me. Now, Abraham had to bury Sarah. No one else could do it for him. So you have to take a decision to leave your past behind. Amen. You must, it's your decision. No one will do it for you. The Bible says God does not put the, the, the new wine in the old skins. A fresh, a fresh uh, anointing is needed for a new day. The anointing that was working yesterday will not work today. God wants to give you a fresh manner. He wants to speak to you afresh each day. That's why sometimes experience can, 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 can work sometimes in your, your disadvantage. Because God does not do the same thing twice. He's always in the business of doing something new. When he heals the blind man, he doesn't heal them the same way. He spit on one. Uh, he tells another one to go wash his, uh, his face and in, in a swimming pool somewhere there. He touched another one. Why? Because he doesn't want you to come up with a formula. This is how you heal a blind man. He wants you to depend on him. Sarah passed away, and Abraham decided to bury, to bury him, to bury, to bury her, excuse me. You have to bury your past. God wants to do something new in your life. And if no one has ever done it, God will, will create a way in the wilderness. You will be the first one to start it. So, Abraham decided to bury Sarah. Look, look, look the example of Jacob. If you, you are familiar with the story of Jacob, who ended up with two women, Leah and uh, Rachel, 
And when Jacob was going back to his people, Rachel passed away. If you read that text, the Bible says Jacob just pulled aside, <laughs> aside on the road, cried Rachel, and then buried Rachel on the side of the road. And then he continued the journey. So I don't know what is going on in your life at this very moment. But if you are a child of God, God is still in control. You will be taken care of. Don't be afraid. Uh, it's like uh, this question Brian uh, uh, asked. God was asking Elijah, why are you here? God is saying the same thing this morning. Why are you here? You keep having pity parties. Uh, crying and weeping about your wounds, about what once was. And calling all your friends to cry and weep with you. God say you've cried enough. You've been around this mountain long enough. It's time to move on. Because God has something new for your life. Your life is not over yet. It's not over until God says it's over. So there's still hope. As a matter of fact, Abraham went and got himself another babe. So I'm not, Sarah, you, you were there. Uh, you are gone. I will meet you one day. But God gave me another babe. And we have this uh, other babe, Keturah. Now let's, let's see what Keturah means. Keturah means incense. Uh, the perfume one. The good picture of Keturah is uh, like in the Catholic Church when the priest uh, shakes that incense and you see that fume going up. That, that's Keturah. Now, in the Bible, the incense represents uh, the prayer of the saints. So in, when you read the Old Testament, sometimes you would see when the priest is offering an, a sacrifice on, on the altar and the Bible says God will, will smell that. And then we feel good. We say, mm, this is good. That means when we pray, it gives God pleasure. When we ketura, when we pray, God is happy. So, let's see. Abraham, that's the believer, is with Sarah. That's what's valuable to him. But Sarah is gone. What does, what, what does uh, uh, Abraham do? He ran to Keturah, embrace prayer. Hallelujah. So when we lose something of value, we need to run to God, not, not from God. There are people when they go through difficulties, they, they don't want to come to church anymore. They, they don't want to hear anything about God because they are going through. No, that's the moment you, want, you need to run to God because he has the solution for... That's the only edge you have. It's God. If you leave God, you are, you are in trouble. So run to God, not away from him. And let me tell you something this morning. God is for you, not against you. Ah, let me say it again. God is for you, not against you. Let me say it one more time. 
that can sink in. God is for you. God loves you. Something I like about the Jewish people, they can be, they can be secular. They know that God loves them. Even if they, they're, not, they're not practicing their religion, they know God loves them. God loves you. Not just the person sitting next to you. You. He loves you. And he di- if, if you were the only one on earth, he will come and die for you. That's how valuable you are. God loves you. So when you lose Sarah, Mary, Keturah, run to prayer. Run to God. And God has a, has a solution. God listens to prayers. When you pray, God will, 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 will listen to you and will answer. Now, let me compare those two families. The first families of Abraham and the second. Fact number one. When Abraham and Sarah, they, they really struggled for decades about the infertility problem. They struggled for a long time to have, uh, to have children. And they, and they ended up just with one child. Now, look at the second uh, family of uh, Abraham. No less than six times, Abraham kept hearing, Abraham, we are having another one this year. The following year, Abraham, another one is coming. The third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, the sixth one. So when you marry Keturah, guess what? You need to get your nursery ready. (laughs) Because babies are coming. (laughs) Which means when you begin to pray, your, your, your life will be effective. You'll be fruitful. You'll be fruitful in life and ministry. You know, you can go to heaven because you have accepted the Lord, but your life will be unfruitful. But when you add prayer to it, life becomes exciting. You begin to have babies. Abraham was excited. It was old already, but... I can imagine when Keturah was pregnant, Keturah was saying, Abraham, Abraham, touch, touch right here, touch right here. There's another kick here. Oh, I think Abraham became young after having all those babies, playing hide and seek with uh, his kids. Believe, or t- believe it or not, here I come. You see Abraham running behind. <laughs> it's amazing. God is good. God will surprise you. God is not through with you yet. Another fact is that Abraham and Sarah, they spent a life together for 110 years together. And they just had one son. But when Abraham and the second family had Keturah, they spent together life 38 years together. But they had six children. Which tells me, if you are with Keturah, you will have more babies. <laughs> so, Sarah, it was good. Uh, they had uh, Isaac, and God had a, a promise for, with, with Isaac. Isaac will continue the, the lineage. But when you add prayer to your, your life, you, you, will, you will see things you've never seen before. You know why you don't have? It's because you're not asking. There's this uh, man in Congo. 
He used to pray for many other people. Businessmen will come to him. He was really a, a godly man. Businessmen will come. He will pray over them and they will go travel to, to go buy their stuff and they will be blessed in return. And after a while, he, he, he sat down and he, he realized that God was not blessing his life. <laughs> and then he went to God and asked, he said, God, how come I'm praying for people to get healed? The business is uh, they're prospering, the business are flourishing, but I'm not blessed in, in the level I, I want really to see your hand. Why? God said, you've never asked me anything. You've only asked for other people. If you will start asking me, I will do something. Guess what? He started asking for himself too. So God, I'm, a, I'm an evangelist. I, I need some, some resources when I go to preach in those villages. I, I need to feed the team and you, need, you have to bless me. Now in the Congo, we have a lot of minerals, diamond and gold. All those businessmen begin to throw some gold at him. <laughs> so can you use this for your ministry? Yes. Now he's really blessed and using his, his uh, prosperity to advance the kingdom. When they go to villages, he's taking care of everybody else. Why are you here? God is saying, why are you here? This, not at this place. In your life, why are you here? God wants to do something exciting, something new. The past is gone. Sarah is gone. He wants to do something different. Now, let me just uh, go through the names of uh, those uh, six children and then glean the principle of prayer uh, because the children of Keturah of prayer, that will be the benefit of uh, prayer. Chat number one, Zimran. Zimran means musician, song of joy. So principle number one, when we pray, God brings joy and excitement in our lives. You want to have a joyful Christians and excited men and women of God in Kelowna, get them to pray. Just get them to pray. When we have our prayer, on, I'm waiting for this COVID to go away and on Tuesday and just fill this place. And when we come, by the way, when was the last time you took a weekend and said, God, I'm going to spend it with you? We take, we take, we make schedule for everything else, football and anything else, but prayer. You need to say, this weekend, God, I'm, I'm going to spend it with you. Chat number two, Jokshan. Jokshan means snarer. Or one who snares, or one who captures things from above. And the principle there, God reveals his secret to his friends. When you begin to pray, God will begin to tell you things. You remember when Abraham, God went to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? God was saying, Hey, Abraham, I'm going to destroy this town, but will I hide to my friend what I'm about to do? So when you begin to pray, God will begin to talk to you about your own life, about your town, about your church. God reveals secrets to his children. The Bible says, ask me, call on me, and I will tell you 
even things that you do not know. God will reveal even to you the things to come. Chart number three, Medan. Medan means one who fights and never loses. Isn't, isn't that something? <laughs> when you begin to pray, you will be the head, not the tail. The principle there is when we pray, God will give us strategy to always win. God say we will be the head, not the tail. Bad things do happen to good people. But after all is said and done, you will still end up on the top. Remember Joseph? Even in the jail, he was the leader. Even in Potiphar's house, the boss said, listen, don't touch my wife, but everything else you have, you can do. Take even my credit card. You can charge anything you want. Chart number four, median. Median means the one who fights without quitting. Perseverance. And the principle there means when we pray, God will give us persistent faith. You know why you, you quit all the time? Because you don't pray. There's a, there's a mystery in prayer. When you are praying, something is being released in your life. So there is a, you are communing with God. So when you pray, you will become perceived. You know, sometimes in life, our blessings are wrapped up in problems. The problem with you is that each time you confront, you, you are in, in the presence of it, an obstacle, you go back. When you go, you see an obstacle, you go, what would happen if you just kick that obstacle? The answer is right behind it. But you need to have persistent faith to go on. And prayer will do that for you. Chart number five, Ishbak, the one who is free because of his abundance. One who has more than he needs. How would, how would it happen for you to, to, to have so much that you, can, you have enough to spare? Enough to pay your, your grandkid tuition? That would be nice. And see Fisher say, Yes, Dad, you pay my kids' tuition. <laughs> that would be very good. Uh, you'll be a blessing to the community, the blessing to the church, the blessing to, to your country, to your family. And in chart number six, Shua Whole Bank, a place where you keep what you've earned. And the principle there when we pray, God will be sufficient to meet our every need according to his riches in glory. God will meet your need, not according to your salary. They don't pay you. They don't pay you enough there. But God will bless you according to his riches. That's what I tell, I tell my wife all the time. God is, God is going to bless me. Not according to the bus driver's salary. God will open doors, different doors. And it's not just monetary. God will give you good health to enjoy what you are, you are earning. God will do that for you.
let me bring this thing to close. Um, a couple of months ago, Melanie had a, a co-worker who was just taking a walk in, in the neighborhood there, and we saw her and we invited her to our place, and we just share a little bit, and then at the end we, we ask if we could pray for her, and then we just pray, simple prayer, and then she left. What we didn't realize is that God heard the prayer. Because God hears the prayer when you pray. And God does answer. So she was surprised and, and things happened that God, God heard the prayer. And then she, she spoke with Melanie at work. She said, Melanie, come over here. You know, I have another <laughs> request. You have to pray for me because I know God hears your prayer. So Melanie was, uh, was very cautious and she explained to her, listen, God hears your prayer too. So if you pray, God will listen and will hear you. But I will pray for you, but I want you to know that God hears you when you pray. That was really an a word of encouragement to us. That when we begin to pray, things will begin to happen. In our church, in our family. Things will happen, exciting things will happen. Even things that, that no one has done before, God will begin to do it with us. Huh? We say Cornerstone is not a normal church, right? I believe that. Well, let's, let's uh, review those uh, six principles and, and the, the, the worship team, you can even come. We are at the end here. Principle number one, when we pray, God brings joy and excitement in our lives. Principle number two, God reveals his secret to his friend. Principle number three, when we pray, God will give us strategies to always win. Four, when we pray, God will give us a persistent faith. Five, when we pray, God will give us more than enough. And finally, when we pray, God will give us sufficient sufficiency to meet our every need according to his riches in glory. Amen. I want us to read the last verse. Worship team, you can come. Uh, let me just read a last verse I would like to give you. Just a, a word of encouragement for you. Um, Let's read Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. And this is, a, this is the word of the Lord for you as well as we close. The Bible declares there, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God, God wants to do something new. Are you ready for that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you.
We thank you for the word that came forth this morning. You say we don't have because we don't ask. Father, we want to change that. We want to be people of prayer. We want to be people committed to bringing our petitions to you. You can hear us. You created the ears you can hear. Father, we don't even know how to pray. We ask your help. You say the helper, when the helper comes, he will teach us how to pray. Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. I just pray that that spirit of prayer will fall in this church as a, a blanket so that all of us will begin to pray as, as, as we've never prayed before in this season. And the, and the purposes and, and, and your intention for this church and this community will come forth. You'll begin to do things through us. You'll begin to change the world through us. We begin to gain, gain territory for the kingdom of God. We love you, we bless you, and we honor you. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing this last song.
As we go from here, what an incredible word this morning! Just a reminder again, and, and I was just convicted this morning. Just listening to Billy, that um, how many times you know something comes up in your life, and your first reaction is either you know worry or or pushback, or like we have all these just kind of natural reactions, and our first reaction is not to just pray, to call in the name of the Lord. So, in our closing this this morning, I'd just like to pray and ask the Holy Spirit this week to remind us of how good he is, how powerful he is, and to kind of prompt us to do something different with those, with those moments in our lives. Would you just bow your heads with me, and, and I'd like to pray in a closing prayer this morning. So, Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the words you shared through Billy this morning. And Lord, I pray that as we go from here into our week, I pray that, that you, by your spirit, would remind us to react differently than what we often do. Those times when we're frustrated or those times when we're concerned, there's something going on in our lives, or maybe there's just a praise that kind of comes out. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is, Lord, maybe there's some Sarahs that need to be buried right now in people's lives. And I pray that you'd show that to them. Whatever it is, God, would you remind us of your faithfulness and your power and your love at work in our lives. Lord, give us, um, give us that faith that drives our praying. Help us to be people of deep, deep faith and, and incredible, um, consistent prayer as we move forward. So God, I pray a blessing for each person as they leave here this morning. Would you grant them the sweetness of your presence and bless their week. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>